From the depths of nowhere, two guys sitting around talking about bullshit. It is sports and spirits with Nathan and Max. Good luck. I, I don't think that we should be paying for any running back, especially a veteran. You know, it, it, to me that seems like that always comes back comes back to bite the team in the ass nine times out of ten it seems like and especially like even with Dallas when they we paid Zeke which I'm glad they did I didn't I don't think that they should have paid him as much but I don't really care about that contract cap cap room and all that crap that's all movable negotiable you can make that crap work so him making 15 million or whatever the hell it was who cares but keep extending him was the issue you keep extending Zeke's contract, that's when you get into problems with a running back who is falling off as much as he has, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, shit, we got three more years got to pay this dude. You know, just like Romo. Didn't Romo have a contract like that to where he was out of the league for like four years? The Cowboys were still paying him like $15 million a year because we extended him so much to get other players? It was more Something than like that. that. They only got one year out of that deal. That's how He got hurt the next year. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so they paid him, I think it was $25 million plus. Mm. And that was – Every year? Something ridiculous like that. I mean, That dude has a, made you know, so much fucking money it, from it, that, and then, then he became the highest paid. Like $60 million guaranteed, and they, they, for like three years they were paying him. And he but they, they I think he signed something that allowed them to go like 10 years because they paid forever. I mean, Dak was – Dak was what, like a, a fourth year starter, and they were still paying Romo? Uh, it was something, something crazy like that. Something to that effect, yeah. I mean, they, they have so many years they can extend that out. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's massaging the numbers. It's kind of like refinancing your house. Yeah. In a sense. You're you still going to have so to pay much, for it, but it's going to be long yet, drug out. You can defer certain things and then refinance and get another X number of years out mm-hmm. of it. And your payment goes down, but you're paying on your house for forever. And, uh, and that, that's, that, that's essentially what they did. Yeah. That's essentially what you do until you finally catch it up. And that, I think that's why a lot of teams, they will pay a player so much and they'll put all that money on the next year in case yeah. he gets hurt so they can just go ahead and eat it. Yeah. You know, it's like Dak when, you know, he got hurt and uh you know, he, he gets uh if if it was career ending or something like that, they just pay off the deal, pay off the contract and, and they're done. They're they're done. They already lost the season. So just eat yeah. the money with it, restructure it and eat the money with it. <clears throat> um that's happened a lot of times with teams. When they're going, when when their season's going in the shitter, and uh, that that's why you see every year, oh well, the Cowboys are X number over the salary cap. That means absolutely nothing. Yeah, they're going to they, restructure. They'll restructure the contracts they need. They do like that hell, on purpose. Hell, like they're I what said. eight million over right now. It's like yeah, yeah but they'll restructure and, Dak and, and they'll they'll, they'll get like twenty it, million. Like I said, they 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 do they basically set the contracts up to where if a player gets hurt and the season goes south on them. Mm-hmm. Or, and they know that player is career-ending or whatever the case may be, they can go ahead and just eat that money the following year, and they don't have to restructure that contract and just get it off the books and move on. Right. Um, so we're now two weeks in to the XFL. Okay. Have you had a chance to watch this? Uh, I watched uh, some of the Renegades game. Uh, which apparently was like the main game of week one because they had The Rock there. He was doing his whole promo, all the get-up. He had the Renegades jersey on. They had the fireworks, the pyro, all that different crap. Uh, And I watched some stuff that I like. I like the the whole kickoff rule to where nobody can move until the ball player gets the ball. Because it, it makes it more exciting because the guy has actually has a chance of breaking loose and going. Yeah, it's actually a viable play now instead of yeah. taking Instead the of just like, oh, he's going to get hit at the 30. You know, I mean, he's not going to get past that, you know. Well, I'm, it, to me, it's a play. It's yeah. no longer 
90% of them are going to a, a, a kneel down and taking it at the 25. I like it. I think it does create an interesting play. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they say it was done to uh, lessen injuries. Um, and that makes sense. From what I can tell, I've never noticed any injuries. I've been able to watch all the games so far. Um, and that is an interesting thing. Uh, the other thing that I think is interesting is the fact that once you score a touchdown, you have to go for it for your extra point, and you get to choose between one point, two points, or three points. Right. And you go if for a one point, you go from the two yard line. For a three, uh, two points, sorry, you go from the five yard line, and for a three point, you go from a ten yard line. I think that is interesting. How aggressive a team wants to be. To where you're not just seeing you're not seeing an extra point being kicked just for the sake of an extra point being kicked, and it gives a team a chance that falls behind. They've got a chance to try to get back into it quicker, um, or if a team scores and they want to go for it and go for the three right off the bat and try to set a pace or a tempo and force the other team to have to play catch up the whole game. I, I just yep. think it creates interest, interesting scenarios. It just kind of keep. looks like what it does, it keeps it exciting through the whole game rather than, you know, trying to force excitement with penalties and rules. Yeah. You know? No, it, it's uh, – It seems like media – well, maybe not national media because I haven't really seen what ESPN has been acting like with it, but – when it comes to like Dallas media, it seems like they're just shitting all over it. They're like, "Oh, it's stupid. It's it's a it's a fake league." You know, all these guys just trying to get in the NFL. Well, no shit. Of well, course, they're trying to get in, in the, the NFL. NFL. <laughs> it's like these are old NFL players. Yeah, I'm most like, of them came from the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's like not- why shit all over it. You're getting football when football's not here. Well, they're it's mostly like to watch third, it. third and fourth stringers. Yeah, you know. I mean, but, but they could, it, hell, they're still better than the majority of the country of players. Yeah, I mean, there's a it, reason they turns, were drafted. If or, it turns into a grooming league, I'm for it. You know, uh, I, I would be for. You know, the interesting thing is, I wouldn't mind seeing the NFL go back to a ten or twelve round draft, and then they're able to allocate so many players to this league. And let yeah. them develop for a couple of years. Um, you know, somebody like uh, Brock Purdy, yeah, he was able to step in and play well. But we don't get to see that with third string quarterbacks. You know, uh, you know, or like Ben DiNucci plays for one of the teams. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Had we seen him in this league, we probably would have known. Well, he's not ready for the pros because he struggles yeah. in this league. And you know, I think it, it shows that if you can be a standout player in this league, then you might you might be able to play at the next level. I'm for it. I'm always for the development because – Yeah, I mean, the, the, why be against it? Yeah, if you no. love football, then you should be happy that there's another league out there that's – Developing young players—it's almost like a minor league. Yeah, it is. And it didn't uh, didn't weren't you the one that told me that the NFL was considering creating like a minor league for themselves? Well, they try to do it with the European league. I don't think it'd be a bad idea. And like the Cowboys have their minor league system, right? And you could go watch them play at like let's just say TCU's stadium or something. You could go watch them play there. They would sell tickets, make money. And then also develop these players. And if, let's say, Zeke, Tony Pollard gets hurt in one year, which has happened before, you could go grab one of those guys, bring them up and use them, and then send them back when these guys are good. I mean, I know they have the practice squad, but that's nowhere near guys that are actually playing games. Yeah. Like I said, you know, the Brock Purdy thing is a rare thing. Yeah. You know, where where Dak got hurt – Um. Two years ago, and we had Andy Dalton, but how many teams don't have that decent backup yeah. quarterback? Or if they lose their backup, then we're pulling guys off the street that haven't been playing. 
Well, do you think they go ahead and get a quarterback in the draft? I think they do. Oh, I think – I mean, nothing against Dak, but no, I think they get, get somebody somewhere in there. If there's a quarterback that slips to maybe like the fourth or fifth round or something, he's projected a little higher than that, hey, take him. Yeah, I like the kid. Uh, the one that I think uh, – but he's moving up slowly is the kid out of Tennessee. I think it's Herndon. Herndon. Um, and uh, he blew his ACL out last year. But I think he's probably going to fall. A lot of people are projecting him going to the second round. If he falls to the third or fourth round, I think Dallas takes him. I, you have to have a backup quarterback. Yeah. And it, it just it's a good insurance policy. And I'm I not have a saying, feeling Rush is going to be gone. Yeah, Cooper this Rush year. is gone. And I'm not saying you go out and just get a no name and plug yeah. him in. I think you've got to have a guy that has some kind of capability, some kind of pedigree that what he did in college will, will help translate to – you know, just like Dak when he came in. Yep. Um, you know, this wasn't a guy that they found at some directional school. You know, yeah, I mean, this Romo dude, that way. This dude but, took took his team to the championship, and he was the best player on there. Well, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think last year was the first year – I thought I saw somewhere where every starting quarterback – was a drafted player, you know, in all the games. Mm. I don't think there was one free agent quarterback. One undrafted like a Romo or something? Yeah, that wasn't undrafted as a starter on opening day. So no team that I'm aware of, I think there's a stat that I saw that no team on opening day that their starting quarterback wasn't actually drafted. Huh. And – not to say that, you know, there have been undrafted quarterbacks that win in this league, you know, Romo and oh, yeah. Kurt Warner. Uh, you know, Warren Moon was another one that won in the league. Uh, but that's just going to show how much emphasis the, the position has become. And I think every championship team, if you've ever looked at them, well, go back to the, the Ravens the year they, that they had their when great they, defense. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's his name? Bowler, Bowler, Kyle, something. No, the when what's his name? Ray Lewis, huh? Uh, when he came in and won the Super Bowl for him. Ray Lewis? No, not when well, Ray Lewis. Oh, was, oh, the man. Uh, who? The quarterback. Um, well, I'm drawing a blank on for uh, the Ravens. Tony Banks was the starter. And he it, lost his job to the guy. The guy who uh, ended up winning the Super Bowl was Kyle something. No, not no. You're not Kyle Bowler. You the, sure? No, the one when they won in two thousand two or two thousand one. wasn't Flacco. No, it wasn't Flacco. No, it was. Uh, what is his name? Uh, he's an announcer now. He was number eight. Yeah, that Kyle kid. I thought. No, no, I wasn't. Kyle. Oh. Uh, Kyle Bowler. I'm drawing a yeah, blank, and I don't know why. But they didn't. They didn't win that over a. They didn't win that over a, a quarterback anyway. No, but he played. But he was good enough. He was better than Tony Banks, and he was good enough to come in and do a serviceable job. Now, had they not had that, the chances are they probably don't win the Super Bowl. They needed somebody. Uh, Trent Dilfer. Is it? Yeah, Trent Dilfer. That's who it is. Huh. When Trent Dilfer played. Um, you know, he wasn't... The 2002 Baltimore Ravens? Yeah. Their only quarterbacks were Jeff Blake and Chris Redman. 2000... What year did they win the Super Bowl? 2002 or 2003? Had to be. No, it was 2004. 2004. Whatever year because they won Because 2005 was when Ray Lewis was the cover star of Madden, and typically that always happens after a Super Bowl. Well, whatever year. It was Trent Dilfer that that actually won. Really? Yeah, because they had Tony Banks as their starting quarterback. Huh. And I thought that uh, – I thought they won a Super Bowl under that Kyle uh, – No, Kyle Bowler never won a Super Bowl. Flacco won their second one. Um, and Ray Lewis was still there at that yeah, time. Yeah, right? Ray Lewis, that was kind of almost bookend of his career. 
He won. Yeah, because he won, then he he retired. Then he re, the year he retired, or his last year, they won a Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and, and like I said, you look back at any championship team. Most of the time, they had a serviceable backup. They won two thousand one and two thousand thirteen. There you go, two thousand one. We weren't going for okay. that. Too too many years. Uh, but yeah, like I said, in too Trent many Dilfer, years for a team that nobody cares about. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, Trent Dilfer came in and took over, and uh, you know he did a good job and kept them kept the kept the offense going in the direction they needed to. Uh, the kid that was the running back uh, was obviously a little Jamal better. Lewis. Jamal Lewis then blows his knee out. Yeah, hell, he uh, he ended up getting in. Uh, Bunch of trouble too, didn't he? Uh, it seems like. I'm pretty it. sure he did. I, I don't know, but uh, like I said, you know, you just gotta have. He a was backup. the first running back since Barry Sanders that got over two thousand yards of uh, rushing in one year. Yeah, yeah. Because he had two thousand and two, and I think he needed to. What is Barry Sanders' record? Like two thousand and sixty something. He was only like fifty yards off. It was so, it was something like that. Yeah, because I, I remember I wanted so him to get it. That, well, Eric Dickerson still holds the record. Or, for the yeah, most. there you go. Yeah, Eric it's Dick- like twenty one hundred yeah. yards. But Barry Sanders. Sanders has the most two thousand yard seasons, right? Something like that. Where I think he only three did it four. once. I think you he sure? only did it once. I, I don't know. You'd have to go back and look because I know that uh, uh, Peterson was threatening that record, and then the kid, your that neighbor, was, yeah, and the kid <laughs> that was uh, played for the Cowboys, McMurray. Uh, he threatened. He got pretty him. close. Yeah, he got, he got like 1988. 1988. Like, yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, I, anyways, going back to the XFL, you know, there was a couple of things I liked. I liked the fact that there's a rule: if you punt it inside the 35 yard line, you can't punt it out of bounds. You got to put, to put it in play, play, or it goes to the 35 yard line. I like that rule: you can't kick it out of bounds. And another thing I like is. They don't protect the receivers uh, with this. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, uh, this, uh, you know, defenseless receivers. I mean, they go over the middle. It's old school. I mean, they <laughs> you get, get lit up. They get cold cocked, you know. Um, I remember you saying that. Um, I, it's probably one of these things where if the NFL is smart, they will let the, the XFL or the USFL – Try some things to see how it works instead of adopting um, these wholesale rule changes that, you know, improves, maybe improves something. But the, the thing with the NFL now is they have neutered the defense so much yeah. that it's made it harder and harder for it you. It makes it boring watching the defense now. Yeah, you can't build a team based on no. defense. You're pretty much watching two offenses. You're not watching yeah. defense. You know, your defense you know, back, is trying to get in the way. You know, coming back to the Ravens, when you watch the 2002-2001 Ravens, or really any Ravens that Ray Lewis was a part of, you watch those. It was fun watching them play Defense against offense because yeah. hell you you right would injury. literally see Ray Lewis calling the play saying they're coming here they're running to this spot yeah it was and then the it would happen of the team and yeah I've never seen anything like that before well you had teams you, you know yeah, I know the Bears and all that but I never watched that well you know? it used to be before these hard rule changes that that have been made used to be defense team, wins championships well, kind not of thing even that teams had identities. Yeah. You know, teams were a running team, a defense team, team, running team. Yeah, now they're, team. Teams. now they're all passing teams. Now they're all passing teams. Without a quarterback, you're going nowhere. Yeah. And like I said, if, if the NFL's smart, they'll use these two USFL Just and see XFL how it goes. as a way of, of a sounding board to, to try some things out to see what it does before they make a wholesale change. Do you think they need to embrace the XFL and even promote it in a way? Because they kind of have their own little league that they're coming out with. Yeah, I think I think there can be an agreement because Cause really, look if if somebody's a fan, let's say somebody's a fan of the Renegades, right? Right. And they fall in love with one of the players that's on this team. That's their favorite player. Right. And this dude all of a sudden goes to the Cowboys. Who do you think they're going to watch? Right. The no, Cowboys. Right. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a bad it's thing. It's a win-win for the Cowboys, or not Cowboys, the NFL, I think. Yeah, I mean, they, they can embrace it. And like I said, 
I get the XFL, just like the old AFL did back in the 60s, they had to have different concepts to get noticed. Um, you know, the USFL, they've got some things that are a little different. They, you know, I think they're, I want to say their quarters are only 12 minutes long. Yeah. Which I don't, you know, the NFL doesn't need to adopt that. No. Uh, but to me, the tryout things. You know, the NFL tried the, uh, you know, and they're talking about doing this. But a couple of years ago when when the bad Saints call happened on the Rams. Yeah. Or, or the bad – well, it happened against Making the Making everything reviewable. And, yeah, and they made pass interference I mean, why reviewable not? for one year. And all of a sudden, pass interference didn't get called nowhere near as but much. But even when you reviewed it, 90% yeah. of the time it was never overturned because you're trying to get a grown man or a group of grown men to admit they were wrong. Right. Nah, that ain't happening. Well, and so the NFL's talking about this year that apparently... I say make everything reviewable. Well, yeah, and that's what the XFL has. They it's have, all reviewable. They have a challenge that any play is reviewable. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what the call is. If it's personal foul, pass interference, and that to me... Are they actually overturning, though? Yeah, there's been a couple that's been Even personal fouls? Yeah. They, like, they call I didn't a personal hit him. foul. Yeah. And then they had or hel- helmet to helmet. That's yeah. one thing that needs but to be the only pro- reviewable. But the only problem is with the XFL, they only got like three cameras, <laughs> so they can't get the angles. And then they, they got want. this dude rolling around with a Polaroid, snapping <laughs> pictures. Well, you know? you know they've got they've got the home office in, in yeah. California, and they're watching all the games. No, the home office is here in Arlington. Well, I mean from the re- referee, oh. they, so they they watch all the games from California, and they're reviewing every play. But what happens is usually when they go back to instant replay, they yeah. only got three angles, and so it's they're not like, well, usually. Fuck, we don't know. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> so it's as called. So the, and it's always the aggressive call. Yeah. So it's harder to overturn it because you don't have the angle. But there are a few plays well, as, that they have. If they can overturned. get a little bigger, I would assume they would probably expand on that kind of stuff, don't you think? Yeah, well, so the they NFL just don't is have talking the about money, this year. I don't think putting in possibly putting in a rule. They're going to vote on it. It's you know it it's probably going to get tabled, but they're going to vote on it whether or not you can review everything roughing the quarterback. I think so. And you know, and so they they've come out with a stat that already says something like ninety eight percent of the roughing the passers after oh, they've gone back and reviewed them have been. Being rough in the past, so only like two percent were like okay, questionable. But still, I still but like think the ones where they're running to the when they're running to the outside, they still have because this happened to Mahomes. One foot still in bounds happened against Cincinnati. He still got a foot in bounds and gets shoved, and they called that rough in the passer. No, you're on the run. Yes, I know no, you're. Is. I know you're going to the outside, but you are still in the field of play, and you get hit. You ran. That's on you. I know it's I know it's protecting the top players in the game and protecting quarterbacks, blah, 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 blah. But they're football players. They right. know the risk when they get the ball and they take off running. They have no problem throwing their wide receivers into coverage where they're going to get knocked out. Right. So they know the risk when they leave that pocket. You're not – I think when you leave the pocket, you lose all quarterback protections. If yeah. you don't go down, that's on you. Well, like I said, yeah, you know, this like the Cincinnati call that was bullshit. It it looked a little sketchy, and when you're when it's a bang bang type play, I think you still have to allow certain aggressiveness from the defense trying to make a play. Yeah, even if even if it's you know even if he had a foot out of bounds, if you're even close, when the defender is launching. He can't stop. He can't stop his momentum on a dime, and they're they're trying to do everything they can. They're, you know, they're trying to I keep mean, these superstars in the on game. The line, everything's on the line, and I'm not saying that. Oh well, they just ought to allow it to play on through. <clears throat> but to me, there there's just certain things that you got to take more with the benefit of the doubt, and this automatic protecting because that's the thing that's starting to happen with the Chiefs now is a lot of people are starting to notice they're starting to get a lot of special calls in in, in the game when it's critical. Yep. Well, and, I mean, so there was somebody that posted something uh, not too long ago that the Chiefs have won the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl off of 
penalty calls. Yeah, a critical penalty gets thrown and, in. And, it's, and they're both questionable. Now, right. the one against the Eagles was a whole lot less questionable than the one against Cincinnati. Yeah, but, I thought the one against Cincinnati was bullshit, and I thought the refs handed the Chiefs the Super Bowl. Well, because it moved whenever they did that, it moved them into field goal range, and they kicked the field goal and won. Well, the 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 one that I thought was strange, and the camera angles they were showing, I didn't see holding. Or were they, what was it, pass interference or holding? They called it holding. It was holding. holding. Bradbury. Okay, so they called the holding. At, and gave them a first down. And basically gave them a first down and gave them the game at that point. Which I didn't see the angle where they thought it, it the angle they kept showing was I think it enough. was his arm around his waist yeah, is all and, it was. And But yet. It wasn't a big Even though he tried call. to claim him. But the NFL went out of their way. And then four or five days later, they put a camera angle out there where it did show it was holding. And I thought. Well, why, why wasn't they, that on the game? Why, why wasn't that on the game then? So yeah, because you would have like, avoided all this backlash yeah. if you just showed it. Yeah, and and to me, it's like it's almost like they want that to be part like of the story. Like they want the negative. Yeah, and it just you makes might, no sense to me. You might be onto something. I mean, I, I, I what mean, do they say about uh, publicity? Yeah, good or negative, bad. Good or bad, it's good. good but it's just I like just, WWE wrestlers. I don't, you know, I just, we don't in. care if we get booed or cheered as long as there's a reaction. That's kind of the NFL mentality. Well, we don't care what happens as long as there's a reaction. I, we I, want you talking about it tomorrow. Well, and it's like I said, why would you want? You may be talking about it, but the problem is you still have that stigma that. Every one of these Super Bowl champions in these last 10 or 15 years, there's always a question mark of goofy calls or goofy investigations. And it's like, this isn't helping your league. No. To me, you want to clear that up as fast as possible. And whether you've got certain things happening, okay, so be it. But how come it's only the teams winning the championships that get investigated? How come it's always these questionable calls at critical points in the game? I mean, if it was if it was holding at the beginning of the game, call it then so we can yeah. establish something. Yeah, or if it, yeah. Because it happened me, plenty of times The camera earlier. angles we saw, it wasn't blatant enough to me. That it's like, okay, if that becomes I didn't think it was – I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was egregious – but no. watching it, I was like, I mean, granted, I might have been biased because I wanted Kansas City to win. But watching it, I was like, well, I could see it. You know, I could see because he did have his hand all the way yeah. around his waist. I could see it. And they were right on that five-yard marker. Yeah. And he did stop him from getting in position to catch in the pass. I understand. Well, but and, but would I he mean, have caught it anyway? Yeah, well, see, I think that's the reason why they couldn't call pass interference because the ball was so much further in the he end He wouldn't zone. have caught it. He, he, would, he probably wouldn't have caught it anyways. I think yeah. – I think, and but then you see as he's running past and the ball literally bounces out of the end of the, then you see the flag being thrown mm-hmm. in the pitcher. And, and it's it might like, have just to been me, slow. You know, it's like, so did he call it? Once he knew that was it he wasn't catching it, yeah, or was he going to call it holding? He was waiting to figure out which one it was going to be yeah, and then and throw it. That, yeah, that, that just shows how much confusion. Well, I mean, there it's the is. same with like the Cowboys when we were playing the 49ers and we were in position to kick a field goal to tie the game and go into you know whatever the fuck it was over or had a chance to throw to try and tie the game, and then Dak goes up, puts the ball down, gets ran over by an official. He has to stand back up, get in position to hike the ball, and by then the times ran out. You yeah. know, in that playoff game. It's like, to me, if an official is the reason something just happened, all play needs to stop. Everything needs to pause, put everybody in position, then get them going again. There should ne- officials should never be the reason a game is dictated. Well, you know, but that, that, it, there again, that's that's – that was a crazy scenario to begin with, but that's another thing with the XFL. So the clock stops on first downs, and it doesn't restart till they blow the whistle. Um, now the hmm. problem is, are we talking about doing that in the NFL? I don't think so. I, I, mean, I think we're leave it the, the way it is. Now My deal is, like what games. is the problem with this? Referees have to touch the ball. Crap! If you see the ball in perfect place well, and it's the good, of the play. It's stupid though. 
You know, uh, I mean, to that's, me, that's just to me, if the, the center sends it down, looks at a ref and says, "Is this a good spot?" and they're like, "Go ahead, boom," you should be able to go. Well, that, that, they they've done that since the beginning. Of, I've always known, and that's that's part it's of dumb the, though. You know, uh, like I said, whether or not they're going to start looking at that, or maybe stop the clock in the two minute warning. At first downs, I, I don't know. You just I don't think so. I, the game, though. I think leave it the way it is. Yeah. I like the way it is. I kind my of, deal you know, is when it comes that, to penalties, call it the same all game yeah. long. That way, players know what yeah, they can get away with and what it. they can't. Yeah, establish it. And you don't know, and it's like, it's like if yeah. you're if you're grabbing and it's not getting called, I'm gonna think I'm not gonna get called for yeah. it, and then I'm gonna do it and then get called at the end of the game in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. granted, I wanted them to lose because I hate Philadelphia. <laughs> but it's like, come on. It's like you've got to call it fair. And watching my biggest thing was Kansas City versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati, it was still tied. There should mm-hmm. be no way. They were out of field goal range. The game was over, and they throw a flag. And it's for a bullshit pat, uh, roughing the passer call. And it's like – or. Uh, or uh, unnecessary roughness. Or it's like interference that didn't get called on 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 Cincinnati or Kansas City when Cincinnati had the ball. It never got called on the third down. Uh, same thing. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And, and so, so it's like if you're not going to be jumping in at this point, why yeah. are you jumping in at this yeah, point? It, 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 you know, that's it's like make up your mind. That's always or, been or my like pet the, peeve with the the, the, the Saints the game. The Saints game. Yeah. They were screwed oh, by the refs. That was that. totally now, they were screwed. They got screwed out of that. Now I don't know if they necessarily win the game, but but it, they they wouldn't the have game. lost over a call. Yeah, they wouldn't have lost over a bad call, and yeah. it definitely has, has has to change the game. Um, but there's no there's really it's kind of like baseball. You can't take the ump out. You know you can't do this robot call stuff because, I mean that to me that kind of takes a little bit of the the game away, if you ask me. And it's the no, same I mean, with the NFL. You can't take the refs out because you need them. Yeah, you, you know. You can't refs, have them watching on TV saying, oh, yeah, this is a bang, bang, bang play. Don't call it, you know. Yeah, then I, you're, I think you're gonna, it has to be more of an understood that if you're going, you know, we know the game is called differently in the playoffs. Yeah. And they typically let them play yeah, a little harder. Well, what we say, let them play, which means that they're massaging, they're massaging the rules to let the game play out. Yeah. But to me, at that point, they need to establish what they are going to allow and what they aren't so going to the allow. So the players so know. So the players will know. Yeah. Because play, players are going to take advantage of any advantage they can get. Yeah. And, so if know, they know yeah, I can yank well, on this dude's yeah. jersey and it's not going to get called, they're going to do it. Yeah. And, I mean, for the most part, I think they do a great job. The refs do. It just Yeah, seems it's just like when it, they do fuck up, yeah. it's always it at like the it's worst all, it's time. It's at a critical time. Yeah, which really – if they fuck up in the middle of the game and it's not at a critical time, we don't care. Yeah. it's uh, We only care when it's at the end yeah. and well, the game's on the line. You know, to me, but you can't you can't tell the refs, call it one way until the fourth quarter, then the fourth quarter you got to be a little more lenient. Yeah. You can't do that. you got to call it the same no, all game gotta long. it's got to be consistent. Teams have got to know but that's how, the problem. How, how, the, how the game's going to be played. But that's the problem is being consistent. Yeah. They're not consistent. You know they do. They do. They're pretty good all game long, but then at the end it's just like flag after fucking flag and flag and flag, and it's like God damn. Yeah, I, you know the championship games are usually they let them play. They usually let them play, and it's more enjoyable. You don't see them getting away, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, out of all the times you're going to throw a now flag, you you're do gonna it. Pick it. Yeah. <laughs> this is what now. you're picking. You know, yeah. or something something crazy that it's like okay. We'll live with you know like the tuck rule. I mean, yeah. Hell, I never even Brady said he goes he goes hell. I thought I thought I thought we were done. Yeah, he said he didn't even know what it was. I don't even know in the history of the game that was the first time it had ever been called. Yeah, had it ever been? And it actually got called two times after that. Yeah, and then they had to reestablish. They changed that rule, didn't they? 
They changed it, didn't it? That yeah, tuck rule doesn't out, apply they, yeah, anymore. Yeah, if they pull the ball back, yeah. then it's a fumble now. Yeah. But if they but throw, if it's a forward pass, and even if the ball pass, is yeah, loose and that arm comes forward, yeah. it's a pass. But it's just one of those things where they they look at a rule and they realize, okay, oh, there's this no is way to judge that. Yeah, this is dumb. In, in the quickest, you know. I mean, according to the rule, they judged it right. Yeah. You know, but even Tom Brady said, "I had no idea that even existed." Yeah. <laughs> and. You know, it's an automatic reviewed play because at that point, if it's a fumble, it's a turnover. It gets reviewed automatically. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that that was a crazy that that's a crazy scenario. Um, the other thing that I'm looking at is it me or is the media starting to turn on Kansas City? No, I mean it's a, it's the Patriot way. You know, Patriots and Cowboys, they're hated amongst all NFL teams. Yeah. And there's a reason why. Because they win. Yeah. People hate them. But they also love them. I mean, Kansas City is slowly becoming, got to be becoming one of the top teams as far as fan base. You know, even, oh, so. even not even in just in Kansas City, it's got to be becoming a top team nationwide. You know, like the Cowboys, people, people tell the Cowboys, and you know the Cowboys, they're loved and they're also hated everywhere. Right. But if you go overseas and somebody talks about American football, who's the only team they know? The Cowboys. You know. Well, it seems like the national media now is trying to jump people on want every the underdog. Thing. They want the underdog, and Kansas City's no longer the underdog. No, they're they're the team to beat. Now. They're the team to beat, and once you become that team, you're hated. Yeah. Now, granted, you're going to have a whole bunch of media spotlight, and you're going to be on the national TV, and we're going to be able to see you play damn near every week. Because remember, for a while, we were watching Patriots play every week here in Dallas. We're going to have the same thing with Kansas City. We'll watch them play every week. But it's going to be because people will tune in to watch them lose. Yeah. It just seems like to me we're we're worried about what Mahomes' wife is saying. And it's like, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, who cares what she says? She, you know, it's like people don't watch the what? Chiefs. She's nobody. Yeah, she's just married to a football player. Yeah. You know, what was the, uh, back when the Philadelphia Eagles, Zach Hurts' his wife, when he was there. Uh, oh, I don't it, remember uh, that. She's a professional soccer player. And somehow or some way, all of a sudden, they were more interested in her. In, interested in what she had to say. And it's like, <clears throat> You're like, why? Who, Who cares? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just like when Tony Romo played here. And, and he was dating Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson. And they were like, and, you and can't it. come to the games. It's yeah. like, no, how about your boyfriend quits throwing interceptions? Yeah, you know, and, you know, he dated a couple of these high-fluting high people or whatever. And it's like, you know, and it's they were more interested in that. And it's like, who cares? Yeah. I mean... Well, they were trying to blame her for taking his attention away from football. I'm sorry. He's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. His attention is not away from football. Yeah, he also... Didn't he date... Uh, 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 he dated Jessica Simpson. He dated... Uh, Kelly Clarkson. Carrie, uh, or no, Carrie uh, Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Yeah, that's who it was. He said she was crazy. Yeah, I don't know. She might be, but... I just, I just, it just seems like this pattern repeats. You know, you win two Super Bowls, all of a sudden we got to well, make once the you become one, number one. So Kansas City was the underdog because they had this prodigy quarterback who emerged out of nowhere yeah. because he got drafted low in the draft. He emerged out of nowhere. He nobody knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be the way he is. Well, that style. Nobody. The style of quarterback play. Went, well, I mean, went, just look at Texas Tech. Yeah. He didn't even win over there. No, because the style of play was was too loosey-goosey. You, you, and, you know, whether or not you could harness that, but now that's what you're starting to see at the college ranks. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see the Mahomes effect at the college ranks and the high school ranks. These yeah. kids throwing these no-look passes like a point guard would, yeah. almost Magic Johnson <laughs> style. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's not going to take long. And you're going to have the league full of four or five of these guys playing this way. 
And these well, there's coaches, already a couple of them already doing the little no yeah, luck so, shovel passes so and shit. So you're gonna have, so you're gonna have these. Which coaches don't get me wrong, it's cool. I like watching it. And they're gonna spend three or four years trying to rein them in and say, okay, that stuff might have worked in college. It ain't gonna work here in the pros all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So uh, I saw this week that Ryan Clark came in and went off on McCarthy and all that different stuff over this Kellamore crap about. You know, he told him that he didn't want to pass 45 times a game. He wants to run more, all this different junk. Uh, but is that even feasible to be a running first team nowadays in the new NFL? I don't, I'm not sure if it actually is. You know, it, th- when they were throwing, I mean, I remember yelling at the, at the TV last year saying, Throw the damn ball because it'd be run, run, pass, run, run, pass, and that was a Jason Garrett offense. It's like, no, I want more passing. When Dak is passing, they're winning. So, uh, what do you think? Well, I think I think what Mike McCarthy is trying to say, without really uh, saying it. Well, you know, there's a way you're trying to protect Kellen Moore, and also, you know, the way that the, the the quarterbacks, or the way the plays are called now, is you're basically calling a pass play with an audible to run to kill the play. Yeah. And it becomes a run play under an RPO disguise. So you're not really lining up to run the football. You're dumping the you're dumping the play because it's favorable to run the ball, but. It's still you still want a chance. You still want a chance so, to be able to throw it. So you're not scheming to run the ball. Yeah. And I think what Mike McCarthy's saying is call more run plays that you are actually that you blocking. Can... When's the last time Cowboys offensive lineman pulled the block? Right. And and I think that's what he's talking. Call about. more run plays, and if you have to audible yeah. out, then you audible out. Yeah. And. I think that that's really what it's going. I don't think it has anything to do with the number of run plays you're doing. I think no, it, at, surely if you're calling. You have you have to be fucking stupid to sit there and be like, well, you know what? We're at the end of the game, boys, and we need one more run. I mean, we got to hit 19 on this quota. Now, that, that's I, dumb. I, yeah, that, you, you know, do it with the game flow. If if the game calls for it, then you do it. Yeah, analytics shows that you don't. You know, you you run it twenty times, you're going to win. That's not how it's done. Um, well, analytics it, show if you pass the entire game, you have a higher chance of winning than you do if you yeah, run. But nobody's willing to try it now, are they? No. Um, like I said, I'd like. Yeah, I think I think in the future you're going to see that. I think somebody will try. You eventually, I I um, think you'll find an NFL team eventually that doesn't even punt the ball. They have no punter. I bet well, they go on it. I, I bet so they go they, for it on fourth yeah, down every single time. There, there's a uh, there's a high school a team high school doing it right that now. That, that yeah, he doesn't. He never punts. He it. never punts. Um, but then again, there they go. You need back a defense to, to stop that kind of stuff, though. Yeah, going back to McCarthy, I think it was a matter of when you come out in eleven personnel, Dallas. Whether you know whether the percentage say they run it fifty percent of yeah. the time or whether they're passing. 50, it's still that eleven personnel is a passing formation, to where they, you know, you are audibling out of the play yeah. to go to the to but go to the run. You came and in so with the run, yeah. With so the, the offensive linemen, they actually pass block for the run. They're passing the same way, and and so therefore you're not creating a hole. So you're do you- creating a crease. Hoping the running back can get through. So, and do you I think, think it's Dak's saying, issue or Kellen Moore's issue on when they get up to the line, Dak going ahead and just going with the run play and it being a one yard game because they've loaded the box? No. I saw plenty of times last year and the year before to where we've walked up and I'm sitting there looking at the screen like they're loading the box. Do not run this play. Don't yeah, run. Don't run. And they run anyway, and it's yeah. a one-yard game. Yeah, you should audible out of it. What I'm saying is you're not calling enough run plays to set up a run. You're calling – you're wonder, getting run plays via the audible. You're defaulting to run plays. Yeah, and that same – when he would kill, kill, kill. Yeah, that's a run play. It always seemed it's a run all, play. Yeah, it's all – or, you know, or they I wonder if it's because they just didn't have – they knew their running backs. Now, Pollard could – but 
Pollard would only come in every other drive. He wasn't a starting running back. He and, wasn't in all the time. And if and I think I wonder we if we get if we wind up with this kid from Texas who can actually take the beatings as a starter. I wonder if we'll be able to actually call real run plays. Well, I think you have to call real run plays. I, I say if you go back and look, a lot of the run plays Pollard ran the ball, they were called run plays. Yeah. Where a lot of the plays were Elliott's running the ball, they weren't Draws called and run shit. plays. They, they, were RPO, they were RPO audible yeah. plays. I and wonder that's, if that's, that's to try and difference. open things up for Zeke because they knew he couldn't do it on his own, you know. Well, I mean, you know, there's no question Zeke's lost – Several steps. I mean, you know, we've had. I'm that. not even sure if Zeke gets a job. Well, if we I, you know, I don't him. want him here for no amount of money. I think he, I think he's done. But still, from the standpoint, I think there's certain philosophies. The old philosophy, you know, you take what the defense gives you. That's fine. Uh, usually, that's that's because you're a weak, weaker offensive team. But if you're yeah. a stronger team, you take it regardless. And yeah. you know, hey. If you can run with eight in the box, well, remember you run with eight in the box. When Zeke was a rookie, we they come in, they were eight and nine eight in the box, and, and box, we were still running on them. And then last year, but we Zeke Zeke was times. untackleable. You could not get that dude on the ground. He was coming through, yeah. and if he found you in the hole, you're about to get some punishment. Yeah, and so and then last year, I noticed it more last year than the year before. Six man in the box, and they still couldn't run against it. Yeah. And that, that tells me when you got six men in the box and you can't run. You just don't have the running back. You, you don't have it anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's time to move on. But yet, then you throw Pollard in there and he's fucking juking and jiving and there he goes on a 20-yard run, you know? Well, like I said, I think a lot of that, when you go back and look, they were actually lining up to run. It wasn't yeah. so much of an audible thing to do it. And, They're ready for it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's like I said, there's a difference between opening a hole because it's playing that way and trying to find a hole yeah. or trying to find a gap integrity, uh, a breakdown in gap integrity so the running back can go through it. And, I, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the RPO necessarily. I don't like it. Uh, you know. It, it, that's a that's a Kaepernick, Michael Vick, you know, well, the Jackson. Eagles, the, that you That's know, their kind of play. You know, I, I'm just not a big fan of that style because I think it – it's it's too hard at this level to consistently make that a game, you know, uh, and that's not really Dak's Dak's thing. Right, but so, speaking of running back, Lamar Jackson is coming up on his contract. He's wanting his contract. What do you think? What do you think the Ravens should do? Should they give him a contract? Should they let him go? Should they? Try and figure out if they put him as an unrestric- unrestricted because he's free. Uh, he's franchise tag available, right? Yeah, so they could franchise tag him. That, but they could also do unrestricted no, franchise he's, tag. He's, correct? He's unrestricted free agent. He's been five years. No, no, they could do unrestricted franchise tag, which means yeah, he could be other traded. teams can give contract yeah, offers and Baltimore can up trade him. it or. If he does sign with one of them, they get two first-round picks. Yeah, they can – yeah. Um, I would say do that. Well, because of he's – Go test the market. He's been hurt the last two, three years at critical times. That's what running backs do. Well, I'm just <laughs> – I, I don't know if I would look at um, – He's not a me, running back. I mean, he's better than a running back, to tell you the honest truth, but – He's better at a running back as running backs are in their position. But, I mean, he can th- he can throw. He gets – the deal is he gets lucky every now and again. For the most part, I'm watching him play. Man, when he gets that ball in his hand, he takes off. He is a dynamic player. You can't stop him. He makes people lose, lose him in the pile. He can juke, jive, do all that different crap. But, man, when it comes to sticking him in the pocket and it's time to throw – it's like maybe one out of four passes are going to be on target. One out of four passes are going to look good. And people give Dak shit, but Dak can't run like this dude. No, I, I think it's... Uh, and the offense is geared towards him. They're yeah. a run-heavy offense. Well, I think the, uh, the other thing, too, is defenses learn, try to keep him in the pocket, force him to throw on you. And he struggles. He's not going to beat you if he, he throws. He, he struggles against that. 
Now he can he can outrun a defense. But here's what's sad: he's a quarterback. Yeah. You shouldn't struggle against having to throw the ball. Well, you do at this level because you have to be. A pocket I mean, he str- he struggles win. on all passes. Now his best pass is a deep pass. That's his best pass because he yeah. has a hell of an arm. He can just chunk it. That's his best pass. But these medium, short passes, these little out routes, things like that, he struggles on that kind of stuff. Well, that's what he got away with in college. And well, it's college. It catches up to Can't you. Can't do it in the NFL. Uh, it catches up to you. And then, like I said, when defenses start scheming on you, uh, it, it exposes you. Well, we said uh, it after his first year when he – or that year he won the MVP, we were like, well, he just fucked it up because now they're going to know and they're all going to game plan against him and they're going to figure him out, just like Kaepernick. Kaepernick had a really good year, went to the Super Bowl, did all that different crap, but, but people figured out him. how to stop him. Yeah, put him in the, him put him in the pocket yeah. and make him throw the ball. And don't make him throw it deep because he's good at throwing deep. Make him throw short passes yeah. and he can't do it. Yeah, and that's the same him, yeah. as Lamar Jackson. He cannot throw short, short, accurate passes. He can't do that. Yeah. He can't it, do it. You know, it's it's the nature of the league. Every 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 quarterback has a weakness, and they're going to force you to expose your weakness until you 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 figure out yeah. how to beat it. And, and that's the, that's the reason. That, then you're going to be out. Yeah, of Yeah, and that's the reason that Baltimore had that stat that they were not coming back in any games. Yeah. Well, you can't come back when you're running the ball the whole game. Yeah. It, you know. Yeah. It, you got to throw your way back in. Yeah, and that's that's where the league is. You've got to throw the football to win. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'm looking at is the list of the free agents. And, you know, you go on NFL.com, and the number two free agent is Geno Smith. Now, he had yeah. a good year. Yeah. Number two for who, though? Well, I get damn the sure list. Ain't, damn sure ain't amongst all players. Well, uh, they got him. He make it to the Pro Bowl. Two. Yeah, he made the Pro Bowl, and I mean, he had a good year. He did, but it's his only job. year that well, that was. That but yet, everybody's jumping over, jumping through hoops, well, good trying for to convince him, I guess. everybody that he had this unbelievable year. And I'm like, no, he. It didn't. was average. It was an average year. They still went nine and seven. Yeah. I mean, that's not acceptable in Dallas under any conditions. Yeah. Hell uh, no. And so I. Well, I just, they're sitting there like, we didn't have a team. No, they didn't have a quarterback. Yeah. That's what it was. I Geno mean, he, Smith he is. He played good. He when played he was, good. He's going to get a. He's probably. He damn sure played a lot better than he did when he was with the Jets. You know, but I mean, but there's a question. All right, so he's 32, 33, whatever. And yet, is he. Or is Seattle going to re sign him? I mean, I mean, are they? Did what? Know, what I are they picking? He played good. I, I, he, he didn't play great. He played good. Yeah, I but how would B, he feel if they B drafted plus, a quarterback maybe. and put it over him? You know. Well, you know, unless they got the kid on this roster now. I, I mean, you know, now they're taking a gamble, but I don't think they got a high enough draft pick, so they're almost stuck with having to sign him to some kind of contract. So are they kind of doing the whole? Let him go test free agency. Let him get out there. That way, he's not asking for a big contract kind of thing. Well, he's going to get a contract. That's the way. Oh, he'll get paid this. by somebody. You hell, know, Cooper Rush is going to overpay. get paid by somebody. Yeah, somebody's going to overpay. Um, and then you go down to the fifth, and somehow Daniel so Jones. You're is telling rated me Geno Smith is lower than Daniel Jones? Is higher rated. or higher than Daniel Jones and Derek Carr? Derek How? I don't know. I mean, Derek, Derek Carr, Carr has man. had more winning seasons than any of them. You know, and to me, he's, he's I mean, he's been to, what, three Pro Bowls? Probably. Pretty but, damn close. But he's had a solid he's, – he's, he's, he's consistent. He's more consistent than these other guys. Yep. So, one good year – these other guys leapfrog all that. Even though Derek Derek Carr has consistent years. Yeah, he's, of being he's, good. he's played consistent. Hell, I mean, you actually, saw, last year was probably his worst year. We saw the Jets doing the most Jets thing you've ever seen. They interview Carr, and Carr is saying he's willing to go there, and they're like, well, we might get Geno Smith or Garoppolo. And it's like, 
You mean perennial backups? Because that's yeah. who you're going to go sign. It's yeah, like, this I, dude's a starter. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. Surely it ain't a money it. thing. But Geno Smith goes back to the Jets? I would rather <laughs> I would rather have the kid they have, the, the dude they just drafted a couple of years ago, I'd rather have him than Geno Smith. Well, this is – but this is the Jets we're talking about. They True. like a new court. They well, like they're, they're just league. like the Browns. The Browns are – they have to shoot themselves in the foot. If they don't, they can't stand it. They have to do it. Yeah. Um, is there any free agent out there that you're seeing besides? Uh, Bobby Wagner? Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. I mean, well, if we if I mean, we could get him in a trade, you have to get him in a trade. He's not. A I thought agent. they had him for a one year. No, they signed him to a five year deal. That okay. They're let go. Um. Yeah, I mean. Nope. Well, no, they're showing, him, they're showing him as a free no, agent. No, they so. signed him as a one-year contract and let him go. Oh, so they released him. They released That's him. That's right, they released him. That's yeah. right. He, they did get released. I'm sorry. You're right. And see, uh, you know. And Levante David. Yeah, Levante David. I think I'd be more interested in Levante David than I would any of them other ones. Over, over Wagner? Yeah, I think so. Well, they're the same age. Yeah, but I think David David makes a little bit more plays than Wagner does. Okay. And you put him on side next to Parsons, kind of lets Parsons do his thing. I would say, I mean, if if I was doing it, I would get one of the linebackers, either Wagner or David, get them signed, have somebody else who's a top-notch pro bowler next to Parsons, and then I'd use my picks to get high-rated cornerbacks and or safeties. And I would use my franchise tags against Wilson. I'd let Pollard go. My first-round pick, if it came down to it and I had a chance, I'd get that running back, let Pollard go. I would use my franchise tag on Wilson, keep him. And then I would go sign one of these linebackers try and sign Odell Beckham, and then use my picks for everything else. Offensive line, defensive line, cornerbacks. And I would try and beef up the defense because the defense is who kept us in most of those games last year. What about uh, DJ Chark? What about bringing him in as a third receiver? Is that he from the Lions? No, he's from... Uh... <clears throat> Who's the kid from the Lions? Oh, wait. Did he come... He. Did he play for the Lions last year, or did he play for Carolina? I'm not 100% sure. I know that there's a kid from the Lions that – He played for uh, Jaguars originally. There's a kid from the Lions that is being linked to Dallas. So, I'm not sure who it is. I can't remember his name, but – It might – maybe Chark did go to the Lions. Maybe he did. I know he started out at Jaguars. Um, But would you be interested in him as a third? I think I'd just sign Hilton again. T.Y. Hilton? Yeah. As a third? I think so. Well, or as a fourth. As a fourth. As a fourth, because I, still I'm, I'm already, I'm already, you know, considering getting Odell Beckham. So, if I can get him as a fourth, you know, that moves. I mean, just look at that wide receiver core. Lamb, Beckham, Gallup, Hilton. All four of them have been to Pro Bowls before, you know. And well, then you've got our young tight ends. Let's say you draft another tight end in the draft. Maybe get a guard or a tackle or something like that in the draft. Or a center, because that seemed like that was a problem last year. Yeah. Get get maybe a center in the draft. And then go spend everything else on defense, I think. Okay. What, yeah. about, uh, what about Jimmy Ward? Cornerback. I didn't even know he was a free agent this year. Yeah. I mean, he's been consistent. I mean, there's a bunch of them out there. Yeah. Your uh, Clowney, he's yeah. a free agent. Yeah, but he can't stay healthy. He's prone, though. He's, 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 he's always been injury prone. Yeah. I, I, I mean. He's been a beast forever, but. I mean, I'm not, you know, this year's free Can agent. I go back? Oh, shit. This year's free agent. Now, what about. Uh, What about uh, not the 
Redskins, what the hell is their name? Commanders. Yeah. What do you think they do in the draft? Because I feel like they've actually already got their quarterback. They just don't know it. With that kid that played against us. Hinky? Oh, the oh yeah, the yeah. third stringer. Yeah. Um, I thought he looked really good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think the, you know, whether or not they're going to get one of the four that everybody's projecting. Because where are they picking at? Uh, they got to be picking for up, well, up they're in the middle of the pack because they didn't lose that many games. Uh, what did they finish? Seven and nine? No, they finished. They were pretty they, close. They almost they made like the eight, playoffs. Eight and nine. I must say, they, they almost made the playoffs. They almost made the playoffs. All of so the NFC the East were close. They're going to be in the middle. Um, whether or not a quarterback falls to them. Um, I don't even think they need a quarterback. I really don't. I think that kid, I mean, hell, when we were playing against them, I was like, oh, shit, I, this kid's going to, he's going to do something. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, you know, because they let Carson Wentz go this week. Thank um, God. So he's uh, going to wind up a backup at the Cowboys watch. Well, I'm, I'm going, you know, they're actually predicting him, him going to Kansas city. Uh, well, I've been watching, you know, I've watched several of his games and the problem he's got, he has a confidence issue. Yeah. He, 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 he panics. He panics. The, yeah. He bails out on the play too soon. Yeah. And I think that's due to his injury. Yeah, probably. I, I, th- I think it'd I, be like trying to put Alex Smith in there and be like, take a hit. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I think yeah, I think he's mentally okay. I think so he's mentally runt. Staying with NFC East, you think that uh, Daniel Jones is getting booted? Think he's going to go or a franchise tag? Oh, I think he'll probably get a franchise tag instead of a contract. Yeah. What about uh, Barkley then? Because he said he's not playing under the franchise. He wants. I a contract. think they release him. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think, you know, Barkley's – he's been injury-prone. He's been injury-prone, but, man, when he's in there – And that's the problem. I cannot believe – I cannot believe he is still as good as he is after all those injuries. He's still solid, but he's not even a top ten running back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just don't – to me – I think Jones is more important than – Well, you got to have a quarterback. You, yeah, and I mean, have, I know, thought, I mean, Jones watch, is still young enough. You watching them play, him. watching them play in the playoffs. Who was the best player on that team? Jones. Jones. Well, and give you know, I mean, because this is the second. Uh, this got to be what his third or fourth year, right? No, this is his fifth year. I'm talking about oh, okay. Dayballs. Isn't this his first year as a? And he won coach? what coach of the year? Yeah. So I mean, give him another year, and. Uh, I would say give him another year with Daniel Jones and see what happens. Yeah. And a franchise tag. Quit, quit I, taking this kid's coaches away from him. Yeah. And then see if something develops from there. Because all fairness, I think, well, he's had three different head coaches I mean, in five the, years. It's the Giants, probably. You know, so I, I, I'd say if he's got something, give him some consistency. I say you let uh, – um, uh, the running back walk. I just drew a blank on him. Barkley. Barkley, yeah. Uh, let him walk because I think you can find a running back easier. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's and, been and, proven. You know, it just seems like now to find a quarterback, you're having to you're having to get them in the first round. Yeah. I mean, that's the way the league's gone, and, and I mean, you really look at it. Uh, there's not many fourth, fifth, sixth round quarterbacks in the league right now. Most quarterbacks are in the yeah, top which, two rounds. Give it six, seven years ago. Yeah, that was all over. that was in there. Yeah, it was all over the place, and uh, so I mean, you know, you can find you can find a running back in almost any round. Yeah, that you know, at least you can plug in, and you're not you're not. I mean, they might not on. be like the most dynamic guy, like. Barkley or Zeke was coming out of college, but, yeah, but you can get one that's serviceable. Both of them have shown after five years. They're, well, what happens threat, is I think defenses flag. start taking shots at them. Well, it's a physical game. Yeah. And most running backs throughout history show it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when. Once they start getting injured, that 30-year mark, yeah, that's it. They're done. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's only been a few that have been able to go past that 30-year but I, I've, there, there's just certain age markers that 
certain positions. Yep. And running back is a 30-year mark. You hit that 30-year mark, it's pretty much it. Yep. You're a year-by-year guy, and there's only been a few of them that's been go- that was able to go past that. Yeah. But anyways, that's NFL talk for this week. I mean, uh, we've been going for over an hour this time. Over an hour. So So next week we'll come we'll come up with something. We'll have Monday. Monday we'll, again we'll have uh we'll we'll do Bible talk next week. D- <laughs> you guys need you need You guys need Jesus. But yeah, no, we'll uh we're gonna post we're gonna post this stuff on YouTube this time. Get it out there. Uh, that way it's easier to share, easier to send to people. Uh, you're not going to see our ugly mugs on there. We're going to put a logo or something on there. But we'll get it going. And uh, you just share, tell people about it. And uh, we can keep keep coming with these uh, shitty podcasts. So uh, we'll see you next week.